0: Welcome to episode three of the Revolute podcast. This is the unofficial Revolute podcast. I would just like to state that at the beginning. And we are here to talk about some Revolute news. We're here to have a little bit of a chit chat. Um, I'm also going to be voicing some kind of suggestions and ideas. Because yesterday I decided, okay... I want to improve this podcast experience, so let's do some research, you know. And, like, I'm not saying I didn't do research for the other episodes, but yesterday I just said, like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast about researching for a podcast, (laughs) all right? And this was kind of an experiment that I heard about from somebody. And the reason for it is because even though that might never air... Um, sometimes it's good to, uh, trick your mind into thinking that there's going to be evidence of you trying to do something and not prepare and you'll feel a bit like kind of down if you, oh, all I'll say is it was a trick that I kind of felt worked because when I was doing the podcast, I was diving into things more and more. And there's topics I'm going to bring up in this, uh, show because there's, uh a main news uh, article that came out that when i read it i didn't think too much of it i thought like okay i'll just i'll mention this in the podcast and it'll be interesting to hear about and then when i kind of read the article fully and at the bottom there's a mention of a competitor Um. then i was like oh let's check out the competitor and i spent about 40 minutes on the competitor's website last night trying out things and there's some things from that site that i think Revolut could steal something from like steal is such a bad word of course but like take something make it your own make it better let's just that's another way of saying steal a lot of people will use that expression like oh just take this and make it better but you're really just taking something and making it better and then hopefully uh, improving your thing with it um but anywho i'll get to uh that later on in the news um so now you have something to stick around for because you don't know what i was referencing but it's it's cool i think actually um it's gonna be it's something once you start using it you're like oh wow so um yeah so let's get into uh i'm not gonna dive directly into news um i just want to kind of give i don't know an update about myself um update about myself i'm doing good uh, my work is going really well, actually. Um, so one of the things I wanted to do in my new role was, basically, I wanted to reduce the amount of work I had to do. So, like, people might think, wait, why would you want less work? If you have less work, you uh, show yourself as not being valuable. But when I started my role, I came up with the idea of, like, I want to do YouTube. Uh, I wanted to do, what was the other thing I wanted to do? I want, I, I've, I've uh, wanted to do kind of something with their social media because that's kind of non-existent. But I came up with the YouTube idea. But I also wanted to reduce the amount of support that we would have to deal with. And one of the ways to do that was implementing a smart contact form is what we call it. Basically, it means if someone types out a question, that will feed into tag system and hopefully I will have pre-written, I have up to 39 pre-written answers now that when um, Will, my manager, ran the numbers last week, he said in the past two weeks uh, support was reduced because the smart contact form by 13%, which meant that 48 tickets didn't come true to our support team um which meant like those people uh didn't have to reach out they got their answers a lot quicker we got we didn't have to answer 40 extra tickets in that 2 weeks so m- since there's only two of us kind of like I'm doing content creation I'm doing uh support as well Susie's doing support and she's also doing uh theme testing for the developers so As the weeks are going on, we're getting kind of busier and busier because we're making more sales, which is great, but we're finding it difficult to find time to do the other things that we kind of started and that are kind of like, like are starting to get a foothold, but now we're like, we're running out of time. So how do we fix that? Do we hire someone else? Well, that would be the simplest answer. Yes. And eventually we probably will have to hire somebody, but let's try and. Uh, fix the problems best we can without having to result in hiring somebody. So the smart contact form was that answer for me. The next uh, stage of this will be improving it because currently it's working through Zendesk. And Zendesk isn't uh, the most, in, um, it's a great tool, but it doesn't uh, have a great interface for kind of what we wanted to do. So we're going to create a website for a support site, which will still feed into Zendesk, but there's going to be a lot more we can do with the support site and hopefully getting the right answers to people. And we do find that it's hard to display the answers uh, in a way that people will see them straight away. So we're going to have a a system where if they submit a question, they have to check the answers we're automatically giving them. And then if they don't get the answer from that, then they can uh, click a box and then they can reach out to us. seems like kind of like, we're trying to not make them contact us. And we don't mind people contacting us if we can't give them the answers before they reach us. But obviously, we don't want to waste their time. We obviously want to use our time valuable because we want to like work on things as well. Um. So yeah, uh, when I heard that number that it accounted for 13% of support, I was like, that is awesome. It's, it's literally proven that it worked. It's not 100%. It's never going to be 100%. But if I can get to 33%, That's officially a third person on our team, basically, because there's two of us doing it there. So I make up 33, Susie makes up 33. If we can get this smart contact form to be able to answer 33% of uh, the tickets that are being fed um, into sport, then awesome. I'll have more time to work on YouTube. I'll have more time to create content. And also it will mean I'm not as tired when it comes to creating Revolut podcast content, which I'm hopefully going to get better at feel like i'm getting prepared every week so it's been very very cool i've also got updates in terms of like uh pages that people can reach out to us now or reach out to me if they have any questions um and i'll plug all that at the end but um in terms of how i'm doing i'm doing great um my dog jesse isn't next to me he's actually in another room with my girlfriend but he's doing really really well um i got i had um i had my playstation 4 put up on um Facebook marketplace and I got a guy who's going to buy that today for it's 7,500 crowns which works out to be about 300 euro so I'm pretty happy about that um, I kind of like don't want to sell it because it's the debt the debt stranding edition and I did really 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 enjoy debt stranding a lot more than other people I think I put about 200 hours into it um, just really enjoyed the loop had a great time with it and I'm just kind of like ah I mean it's the second edition of a Hideo Kojima game console for PlayStation 4 that I'm selling because I originally got the PlayStation 4 version of Phantom Pain which was such a beautiful looking console and I sold that and I really felt bad about selling that one and I literally had to sell it because I literally had no money. I, I mean, I could have asked for money, but yeah. And this one is a case of, I don't really need this money, which is a nice thing to say, because things are going well. But I'm very much of the, if I don't use something for a period of time, and it's just sitting there, is it sitting there gaining value, or is it just sitting there because it's sentimental? And I'm trying to be better about not... Um, uh, holding on to things for the wrong reasons. And also I think that when I eventually move, um, hopefully back home to Ireland, um, having to carry around two consoles would be just a bit of a hassle to try and bring back. So get something out of it now and eventually just, you know, you know, be happier because um, I have more space in my apartment. <laughs> so uh, yeah, things are good. Things are very, very good. Um i think there's anything else it's saint patrick's day today so happy saint patrick's i should have said that off the beginning um but of course we know with COVID and everything going on it's very easy to forget that oh it is saint patrick's day and plus i don't have a day off work today because um they don't do saint patrick's day in uh, czech republic unfortunately but that's okay and uh what else uh yeah that's kind of me guys um so let's keep it nice and free flowing today, and we'll just jump into some of the news topics that's been going on in uh, Revolut Land. And sorry if I'm gonna butcher a lot of this. Um, I'm very, I'm not very good at reading. So, <laughs> um, and I've, I've uh, bullet points here of all the news points that I've found during the week. And this week, uh, I actually. Yeah, sorry. I I never kind of went back over the um experiment of re- of recording a podcast and me preparing. Um it I, it it definitely worked and it helped me get a lot more content because it helped me find that um I wasn't aware of this, but Revolut have a blog on their website and that's all well and good. But of course Revolut are in different countries, so I thought like, oh, I wonder if the blogs are different in different countries. And the answer is yes. Um, The blog in, say, Europe, uh, Europe and the UK are all the same blog, the US has its own independent blog, Uh, Singapore has its own independent blog, Um, Japan uh, has no blog, actually, which I thought was weird. Um, They don't have a blog at all, and uh, Australia has its own blog, Um, but it hasn't got a lot on it, to be honest. Literally, it only has two blog posts. So I was hoping my idea for preparing for each episode would be like, oh, I'm going to check all the blogs and see if there's anything updated and I can take it from there. And some of them are kept up date. Some of them have like uh, two or three postings, maybe a week or at least a month. And then some of them have nothing (laughs) or have very rare postings. But it's definitely going to help me like, all right, get in a kind of rhythm of like, where do I go to get my information and what's reliable and stuff like that. So outside of doing the blog search, I'm also going to do my um, searching online to see if there's any big news topics. Uh, oh, and also uh, there is the Revolut uh, community, which is linked, to, it's, it's all the same one. So it's not like different in different locations. Everyone's using the same community. So if anyone's interested, um, there is a community. It's actually pretty cool. Um, they have, let me just open it up actually because I don't wanna miss anything. Um, I don't like looking things up live and it's mainly because my mouse does a loud click and I don't know if it gets picked up on the mic or if the audio, when I run it through Audacity, if it goes away, I never actually probably figure it out. But um, yeah, the Revolut community, they have, uh, when you go over to it and sign up, they have like a cool walk you through process and you get like awards and stuff like that. It's It's actually quite nice. But if you do go over there, you'll see that there is an announcements tab, an ideas tab, feedback tab, a bug report tab, traveling tab, other stuff tab, business revolute tab, and then there's a suggestions tab. So if any of those uh, topics feel like, oh, I could, you know, say some things about this, um, by all means, check out, it's community.revolute.com And you can go over there and find out some interesting information. That's actually... Uh, Uh, the news topic that I'm most excited to talk about. And actually, I'm just going to jump right into it. So when I went over there last night, uh, I seen from a user, let me see if I can go, um, it's unfortunate for the guy, but uh, he reported that um, the Canadian uh, beta that was going on for Revolut, which I want to say had been running for about I'd say close to two years. Uh, Revolut have announced that they're pulling out of uh, Canada and the beta. It's not going to go anywhere forward. Um, They said they would like to revisit it again, of course. But right now, um, it doesn't seem possible to do a lot what they're looking to do. Um, I didn't look into it too much. The one thing, I did read uh, one of the articles that was posted about it. And it mentioned that it's uh, very difficult to get a banking license in canada apparently so that was probably one of the hurdles there because i think revelry are very much of the mind like if we have a banking license people will you know trust us more because a lot of people are still not very trusting when it comes to fintech banking online apps and companies even though when it comes to having banking licenses and having your money literally insured for, I think in up to the U S it's like $250,000. And I think in Europe it's like 200,000 euro. Um, Yeah. People are still just like, I don't know. I'm going to keep my money in my bank and I'm going to pay all my bank fees and stuff. And I brought that up because uh, in the article about Revolut leaving, it brought up this uh, company called uh, Coho and I never heard them before. Apparently in, uh, in Europe, if you look up Coho, the app, um, on the app store, it's mainly a analytics company or something, but anyway, um, yeah, Coho. So basically Coho is kind of in a way revolute for Canadians, um, offering similar kind of deals, but one of the things that, uh, I liked, and I'll get to it as I go through the website, um, Uh, Let's see, so they offer, you know, uh, cards um, and they're basically Revolut, like you can pay with this Coho card, but they are very much of uh, selling home the idea of earning interest on using your Coho card for payments. So I was like, okay, interesting. And uh, one of their uh, products that I think they must have recently released, and it sounded very cool, is Coho Save. And it basically says like, even if you're saving money, or you're spending it, you're getting interest on it. Obviously, if you're spending it, you're not getting as much interest. I think it was zero point five percent interest if you're spending uh, your money. But then they also did this very very cool uh, comparativeness where if you're saving money, it's gonna sh- it's gonna basically show you the what you're saving, what you're spending. It took me a second to understand it. Like when I was using this uh, uh, app. Um, on the website, I was like, I don't get this, but then so they have this calculator, right? And they ask you like, okay, so what's your annual income? And I was like, okay, so my annual income, let's just say is uh, 50,000. And then on the step two it says, adjust what you spend and what you save. So I said, oh okay, so if I save 10,000 and spend 40,000, let's just say uh, that's why I'm doing. So then they break it down. Um, on the40,000 that I'm spending, so money that's going out of my bank account and I'm like just spending it, I will have earned back200 dollars uh, on interest on that money. So I spent 40,000, but I got 200 back because of this uh, spending. Then on that10,000, I saved it will have gained me $120. So it's a total of $320 I would get back for the saving and the spending. Um, And like I said, on the money you spend, you get 0.5% back. On the money you save, you get 1.2% interest on it. So on the 10000 I saved, I'm getting 1.2% interest. And then on the money I've spent, I'm getting 0.5% interest. And then they do another thing where they display what the competitors, like the common competitors to Coho, I don't know if this is competitors in Canada or outside of Canada, but this is what they've also included, which I thought like, oh, that's a good idea. So if I was with one of their competitors, I would have gotten $150. Which is, you know, that's not bad. But then they they went one step further. They were like, this is what your traditional banks would have given you for what you've done. They say you would have probably earned five dollars interest, but then you would have had to go negative $131 in banking fees. And I was like, oh, and I wish I wish um I wish there was a video podcast and I could show you what I'm looking at. But if you're interested, go over to coho.ca slash save or just go over to the website and underneath products, you'll see this Coho save and you can try it out. Um, and I was playing around with it for a little bit last night because I was like, what if I'm saving uh, 50 million or something like that? But I, I, on the website, it seems to only go to 200,000. So I'm going to do a live test, actually. I'm going to put in, so let's say my annual income is 200,000. And let's say I'm saving 200,000 and I'm, no, I'm saving, I'm saving, yeah, saving 200,000, I'm spending nothing. Um, and then it shows me like, okay, so if I save that 200,000 for a year, I will get 2,400 euro in interest. In a competitor, I would have gotten 3,000 3, in interest. So if I, <laughs> if I went with a competitor and just saved all that money and spent none of it, I actually would have gained uh 600 euro uh, 600 dollars but then they go in account the bank and says oh if you had two hundred thousand, you would have probably earned a hundred thousand and no 100 euro sorry sorry i'm from european union and i try and say dollars so anyway a hundred dollars i would have gotten in interest but i would have paid 131 in banking fees so i would have been down negative 31. so it's really harping home that like don't be with a bank um, be with one of us or something. So let's just uh, do this one more time. So if I change, let's say I do uh, annual savings, $200,000. i am spending 100000 but I'm saving uh, 100000 Then my cashback on the money I spent would have been $500. Then the interest earned on my savings would have been $1,200. So I would have gotten $1,700 in my bank account. With spending and saving, and then in a competitor, you would have just gotten the interest on the savings, like uh, so that would have been one thousand five hundred, which would have been more, and then you would have probably gotten fifty dollars from your bank on the interest on the savings, but then one hundred thirty one of fees. So, guys, I'm sorry if I'm excited about this, but it blew my mind. I was like, man, like it, I wish Revolut uh, did this kind of thing on their website because I think it would make it. So much more like don't be with a bank (laughs) because they're literally charging you. I'm still like getting charged with my Irish bank account six uh, euro per month for no reason because of banking maintenance fees. Like what are banking maintenance fees? Like, please tell me like what like what what goes into it? Anyway. (laughs) So that is uh, one of the reasons why they believe in the article about Revolut closing um, shop in Canada is because Coho was kind of doing something very similar. They seem to be doing it quite well. They don't offer exactly the same types of uh, like features, but they do have um, they do have this thing that they call the power up system, um, where you know you get money back on spending on s- at specific locations. Um. Uh, when I'm looking at it, the only one that seems to be the biggest standout is Reebok. You get like 1.5 percent back if you use it in Reebok. Um. So they do have something like that. Then, uh, one thing I'll just go on to is I I wasn't sure how I if I liked this or not, but they offer a metal card uh feature, so it's just the metal card, but the same plan that you sign up with. So you can get like a metal card, even if you're on a free plan or whatever. The metal card is just literally a metal card. It doesn't uh, vouch for the plan you're on. So you can pick any plan. And their plans do uh, uh, seem to imply like, of the, you know, what you get, like how many kind of features you do get. But to have this, if you want the metal card, you have to pay a hundred and fifty nine dollars, I think. Let me just double check. So Coho Metal, yeah, one hundred fifty nine dollars. But if you refer two people to the Coho platform, you will only have to pay fifty dollars. I was like, okay, I like. There's nice incentive because you'll save yourself a hundred and. Nine dollars if you refer to people, I I would still think like I don't know the better option there would be like get the mail card for free maybe, but um, that's how they they seem to do it. Um, and I, men- I mentioned somewhere on the website like they've got like two hundred fifty thousand uh, customers, so hundred and two hundred fifty thousand customers basically in Canada. Canada has a population of thirty seven thousand when I googled it last night, so. I'm not really sure if that's a good amount of numbers. I think it probably is. Um, But anyway, Coho, guys, if you're interested, check it out. Um, Also, sorry to all the people that might be listening that are in Canada and now can't use Revolut. That is kind of a a bummer, but hopefully it can come back and it can be strong. But um, yeah, this seems to be like the first known case I'm aware of or I've found out since starting this that uh, they've kind of tried out a beta and then after it, um, decided that it's not worth to proceed um i wish they they were able to make it work if i'm being honest because uh canada like i worked for one of, i think Canada's biggest company i want to say uh shopify and now i'm working for shopify as a uh, shopify expert with my company um and i feel like uh Canada is very much a vibrant, young kind of startup uh, kind of country. And Revolut, to me, does seem like that, even though Revolut's uh, come, coming close to six years old at this point. There's going to be a point in this episode where we're going to take a look back at the years of Revolut and kind of things that have been introduced each year, because I found it on the website last night. I thought it was really cool. So we'll kind of go over that in a little bit at the news um but yeah i think it's a shame i think uh they're missing out a little bit but hopefully uh they can come back and come back stronger um and hopefully take some ideas from this coho like especially that feature where i can see what i save, like that to me was so exciting like even though i'm not using this product it's like i would be excited to use this product like i can see exactly what i'm saving um but yeah so let's move along uh this my next new segments won't be as long as that one guys i promise these ones are going to be kind of a uh, quick ones. so revolute um at least for me in my location hopefully it's in other locations um but in europe anyway uh revolute have now finally finally introduced on ios i'm not sure about android i don't have an android phone but um you can now change the Revolut icon on your home screen. Uh, this is huge, guys. I know this is absolutely huge. Um, but there is a catch. You can only change the icon if you have the plan that supports the icons. So if you're on Revolut, the free version or standard version, uh, you're out of luck. But if you're on plus, you can use the plus icon. Uh, I, of course, have the metal icon because I'm a metal card, of course. Um, but they've got the four. They've got... Uh, four different icons hopefully they'll add more uh ones hopefully they'll like create kind of uh you know timed ones like different icons for different uh periods uh at the moment oh weird i huh how to explain this i'm on my marketplace uh section of my phone and there were you there were eight tabs now there are seven and i'm trying to th- see what tab was recently taken away from the marketplace donations there are there that's great gifts are there insurance smart delay lounges referrals are there atms nearby that was another thing i was going to bring up actually what got removed okay i'll need to look into that and maybe bring it up on next week's episode or maybe someone can let me know but something was removed from the marketplace cuz i remember there being eight tabs and now there's not um But what I wanted to do was to quickly open up my phone and just check the icons just to remember. So yeah, the Revolut standard icon is white. The plus one is kind of multicolored. The premium one's kind of a silver with the white logo. And then metal is just mainly black uh, with uh, the ore and a white outline. So um, the plus one actually looks pretty cool. Uh, Like if I was to change it, I would go plus. uh, I would probably go... Metal plus standard premium. I think premium is the weakest looking icon of all the four. But hopefully they'll introduce more icons. Maybe they might even try introduce free icons for people that just want to change icon but are on the standard plan. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. But um yeah. Uh, other news, uh, this one's uh, not going to really apply now because Mother's Day already happened and St. Patrick's Day is today, but maybe you can still use them. But they've added they've added Mother's Day gifts and uh, St. Patrick's Day gifts um, if you want to send people uh, surprises. Um, so yeah, uh, not much to really go on there. Um, they have added, at least for me, um, being in European Union, um, they have added the ability to look for uh, bank uh, machines in the area. Um, for me, um, I know the area and when I use this feature, it has significantly less banks unless it's only like showing me banks that are really close by and not showing me a lot of the others. But like for me right now, it says chessel Bay is the closest bank to me. Um, but it's not bringing up any others that I know are around that. So maybe it's kind of a case where they have a limited amount of specific banks that they're going to show and maybe over time they'll increase that but for me right now it seems like it's not fully featured or it could be that's only showing me the closest one i haven't really played around it too much because who's using bank machines right now with covid like i literally do not leave my apartment or haven't left my apartment because i get uh, everything delivered um like i get my tesco delivered and it's just the safest way Like, we're really close to the end of all this COVID, guys, and I really don't want it to mess it up. I want to... Oh, there's so much I want to do, and I'm looking forward to when everything's back to normal that I'm going to have the opportunities to uh, travel. And hopefully, with traveling for work, I can also maybe do some travel things with um, this podcast and stuff like that. So, um, ATM locations are now in the app. Um, Check it, maybe your location... They might not be there. I can't... That's the hardest thing about this podcast, guys. Um, and I wish there was an easier way without me having to, like, get four or five different phones and download Revolut on four or five different locations <laughs> and see if it works or not. Um, but hopefully you guys have it too. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, this is also something that I was bringing up in a previous podcast, Um Revolute now are offering 45 euro uh, head bounty rewards for friends of yours that you get to sign up to Revolute. So basically, um, what they need to do is you share the link with them, they download Revolut through that link, they order a Revolute card, which will probably run them maybe about 5 euro or maybe 10 euro, depending on where they're located. And then they have to make... They have to transfer over money and make three payments, uh, all before a certain date. And the certain date is the part where I'm like, ah, oh, that like, what you're like, what you're kind of asking of me, even as a fan of Revolut, it's like, I, I think trying to get people to do it fast is the part where it seems a little bit too pushy. Um, cause again, uh, I'm okay with like Revolut and I love Revolut. People are still kind of like, what is this fintech? What is this banking online? What is this? You know? So I feel like, okay, putting a time limit on it for me, because like I don't want to push people. And then if those people know that they have to do it by a certain date, they're like, Why do they want me to do it by a certain day? Is that when they close down the company and all my money is gone? Dan, dan, dan. So props for Revolut for offering a really high bounty. Um, I might try and uh, get my um, mom to sign up and see if we can run a test to see if it works. Um, uh, But that's what you have to do, guys. You have to send them the link. They have to download the app through that link. They have to order a Revolut card. It should, like come really quick it should only take about like three four ish days if you order it on a monday i want to say maybe if it was just before the weekend it could be a bit longer but they're generally really quick with getting those things out to people um like i ordered a metal card and it was here within like three days and this was like pr- like like pretty much when we were like in the heart of like COVID situation and everything like trying to readjust and everything like that so yeah <laughs> um So let me see, I've kind of covered that, I've covered that. Um, What's this one that I've written down here? Revenue blog mentioned that credit. Oh, yes, this one uh, is a fresh new blog on the European blog and it is referencing that um, they're basically like, it's it's kind of like spoken from the respect of Revolut. They're just trying to let people know that they are looking into credit options and credit card options and stuff like that. They didn't announce anything, but they were just mainly aiming at the idea that uh, offering more better loans for people. So uh, to my knowledge with Revolut, you can get lo- loans with them, I think uh, up to 8,000, uh, like pound it's available in some locations it's not available everywhere like for me it's not available but I want to say like in the UK it's available um, I think they're like the test bed for a lot of this stuff and then hopefully over time it eventually like ripples out to everywhere else and probably in my guess is in the US as well is probably um, this is also available um, I think UK UK and the US are like the locations that they really try and test these things out and then like, okay, if it works, then let's uh, slowly but surely roll it out to other places. So um, like I said, nothing like definitive, nothing like expect this amount as an option for like uh, loans and stuff like that, but it just makes reference to uh, the idea of credit cards and then the idea of like, um, you know, loans. Um, so hopefully that just means higher loan amounts I didn't. I haven't looked into it properly with loans. There hasn't been really much talk about it, uh, which to me kind of indicates that there's not really much to gain from it. Like I don't think they're doing anything better, giving better interest than maybe a bank. But maybe I could be wrong on that. I'll need to look into it. But like I said, there's not too much uh, rumblings on this, but there's nothing negative about this either. So. Uh, I'm ex. I think it's going to be a good thing. I think hopefully they'll they'll announce some pretty cool features. Like, like I said, guys. Like my ideal situation would be like I'm just getting a mortgage through Revolut and paying directly with them because uh, I don't trust banks. <laughs> um, but that's just me. Uh, other stuff, uh, this, these next two uh, headlines are going to be very, very quick and they're going to apply mainly to Revolut business accounts. Um, Revolut have made adjustments and made better uh, updated payee info matching. So according to it, they just mentioned in one of their blog posts that this will just make it uh, better at syncing up with the correct profile for when you want to pay a payee through Revolut business. And then the other uh, mention here, anyone that's using Revolut Business and are using WooCommerce and using the Revolut Gateway integration, seems like that has also gotten an update. A lot of the stuff that was written down, I didn't fully understand it too much. It just sounded like you can do a lot more with like refunds and new people with the Revolut Gateway integration, um, which I was not aware that they had going on. And then I was kind of a little bit like, ah, oh, why are they with WooCommerce? Obviously I'm saying that because I'm with Shopify um and i like there's like an unspoken war between shopify and woocommerce but they're competitors so when i seen that they were with them i was like ah oh, no be with us you know but shopify again is canadian so maybe that could have been part of it too that they weren't able to get the integration with them because being canadian but maybe down the line we'll see it integrated and the more integrated it is with other things like woocommerce like shopify the more people hear about it the more the good word spreads and people get on board and then we will only get better offers because of that the more people you get on board the more opportunities for Revolut to make money the more opportunities for Revolut to make better features like better rewards like I mean for anyone that has Revolut installed just go and look at the uh, rewards tab if it's available to you unfortunately it's not available to everyone that's something that I'm going to get really annoyed with having to say every time but for me, I can go in there, I can look at the rewards, I can see, like, I get this amount of cash back if I spend in this store and this store. Um. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, let me see if there's anything else uh, on the news topics. I don't think so. No, nothing much else, guys. That's kind of, like, it for news. A few more news stories than I've had in previous weeks, but nothing, like, super juicy. My favorite one being... Of course, the one that I harped on at the beginning, the Coho uh, fintech app competitor in Canada, and obviously uh, Revolut pulling out of Canada for now, um, ending their beta is a bit unfortunate. Um, But thank you to the guy over in the Revolut community uh, that mentioned this. He was mainly asking if there was any alternatives, and then I just mentioned to him after reading the article that I googled that maybe Coho could be his better alternative, but he never replied. But thanks to him anyway so uh like i said there was one thing i wanted to do as well uh i look through the years of revolute so on Revolut's website if you go over to the about us tab and click about us um, if you scroll down it has a section where it's uh, got from 2015 and i quite like their integration and pop-up i like websites that do really cool uh, features like this and it's like it gives you the numbers and the list and when you click on the number it just pops in something different I think it's very nice and neat um, so uh, this is how it starts off so in 2015 uh, Revolut started with two users uh, the founders of Revolut and uh, Nick Storansky and then also Vlad Yatsenko and hopefully I didn't butcher those names and if I did I really apologize guys I do love your company uh, I'm literally doing a podcast about your company, so you know I love it. <laughs> uh, keep it up. Uh, that's all there was for 2015. So it must have been like launched just in the like the very end or something like that. So in 2016, uh, there's only two things posted here. Um, they celebrated having 1, hundred thousand, sorry, uh, personal customers, and then they also got Series A fundraising of fifteen million for the company in 2016. Moving on to 2017, uh, launch Revolut Business in 2017. Interesting. Okay. So the Revolut Business has been around for quite a while. I think the, f- uh, I was looking at numbers, guys, uh, 15 million users on Revolut currently. Um, Revolut Business has about 500,000, uh, Revolut Business customers, which is quite a lot actually. Um, a lot more than I was expecting, but I guess they have been around for 2000s, like for a long time. And, When I do look at the Revolut business offers, it does seem like it's a good uh, business to go for (laughs) because they seem to have like nice rewards and stuff like that. So, yeah, Uh, again, I don't have Revolut business, so I haven't personally used it. But like from looking at it from the outside in, uh, it seems like it's good. And then crypto trading also launched. So giving all EEA customers the ability to buy and sell crypto effortlessly i was not aware that that launched so early actually i didn't think that launched in 2017 um 2017 i probably was just hearing about people using Revolut as going on holidays and didn't want to you know withdraw money so they would just use Revolut. that's kind of like around that time that's how i first heard about Revolut. um but i did not know they were doing the whole crypto thing for this long which is kind of good because as we all know crypto is doing quite well so Uh, Maybe Revolut knew something that we didn't at that time. Um, Series B fundraising also in 2017, which was 66 million. So from 2017, from 15 to 66. That's a nice bump. Going on to 2018, Series C fundraising went up to 250 million. Wow, that's a lot um also 2018 revolut metal launched offering customers cash back unlimited free money transfers and more wow 2018 i did not know it released that early too because we're in 2021 now it seems like 2018 doesn't seem that long ago but it really is but we did lose a year pretty much um 2018 the only other thing here mentioned was they were granted their european banking license so that just meant like to me 2018 seems like one of the strongest years because when you're getting the banking license, that's just proving like, okay, we're a big player in this, uh, you know, pond right now. Um, let's try and soak up all the, uh, damn, I screwed up. I thought I was going somewhere off the cuff with that. But soaking up, up all the, you know, people into Revolut, that's how I'm going to end that one. 2019, uh, they launched donations features and they were partnered with 20 charities supporting global causes. So for people that are not aware, i mentioned this in another podcast, Revolut, you can uh, donate to charities through Revolut as they have a donations uh, option. All donations, everything you donate is 100% going to the charity. None of it's like being like filtered out to Revolut. All that money is going to the charities. At this point, I think I've donated... All, just shy of 100 euro i think it was like 96 last time i checked i didn't donate anything in the past week i think now i'm, I'm bringing this up uh, uh wait hold on no i donated on the last podcast didn't i okay if not i'm gonna do i'm gonna donate um oh wait no i donated because i ordered the uh the card the um there was the irish cancers association uh week and they were offering uh one of the type of cards for free if i donated up to four euro so i donated 10 euro um and then i also had to pay the, sh- the shipping um but yeah so anyway just i did donate i'll donate again because you know uh makes me feel good and i like to be able to help more and yeah if you have some cash to spare guys even like you can donate as little as you don't donate as little as a cent and you know, in most cases, a cent could go a long way for a lot of these uh, charities. So yeah. Um, first expansions into Australia and Singapore happened in 2019. Um and then trading launched. So fractional trading brought to millions of customers in 2019. Um now 2020. Let's have a look. Uh expanded into United States. So that was uh, a big uh A big one. Um, I don't have any data. I'd love to have some data on how that's went for them. You know, is it going well? Like, what's like, what is the uh, the roadblock of like, you know, expanding and being better in the states? Um, I'd love to have that data. Or maybe they're doing great, or they're doing better than they're expecting. But like, um, be nice to have some data. Maybe hopefully. At some point with this podcast, we could get people on board and talk a little openly about stuff, and maybe they can mention like how things have gone, and everything like that. Um, and then, uh, second last point, uh, 2020, they got Series D fundraising, and that was 500 million. So, 10 million personal customer milestone as well in 2020. So, that's pretty good, actually. So, in 2015, they had... No, 2016, they had 100,000, and then in 2020, they confirmed... 10 million personal customer milestone and now they're up to 15 million i want to say so you could kind of like argue that if at least the expansion to us brought in at least half that would be about 2.5 million of a jump to 15 million but of course i can't confirm that but maybe it did help and then uh, open banking enabled so allowing customers connect their external accounts in one place so um yeah i actually did that this week i connected my uh bank account that i have in ireland to my um revolut account and actually i didn't i only did it because uh i wanted to just try it out but then it just made a lot of sense like oh if i wanted to just send money to my account now i don't need to go searching for the bic or the the iban um they're literally connected so i can just literally say there, send this to this account. It's literally kind of like how you can do exchanges in the Revolut account if you have more than one currency in Revolut. So like how you can do it very, very quickly there. It's kind of like the same, but obviously the money won't reach your Irish bank account as fast, but it it eventually will get there. So, and uh, yeah, nothing for 2015. The only thing here, oh, I kind of mentioned a little bit about this, but um, $15 million uh, personal customers, 500K business customers, 35-plus countries supported, and 30-plus in-app currencies. Um, they have... I mean, they have a lot more than what I'm just going to say out here, but London, New York, Berlin, Singapore, some of their hubs, but they've got a lot more than that because I know they've got a huge hub in Ireland that I'd be actually interested in finding out more about. Um maybe I can visit it when I'm back and things are more calmed down and everything like that. Yeah, oh, man, I'd be really bummed if I found out that I wasn't recording this because I feel like this is kind of a I've been a nice episode. Like I'm I feel like I'm doing better. Getting better, I hope. Um so yeah, so I've covered the news, covered that, covered intro about myself. also else I'm gonna talk about before i wrap all this up um i mean let's talk about things i'd like to see Revolut roll out a bit quicker um of course savings accounts are there but they don't have the interest saving uh everywhere yet they have it in the uk and they have it in like america um i'm not sure if there's anywhere else they have it too but hopefully that will come out soon i don't know if i'll actually jump on that i might eh. I don't know, like I might. Oh, actually, yes, sorry. Right. Um, we said we would do this weekly. So I wanted to give my weekly update of my uh, uh, stocks. So the only thing I can uh, really mention is I'm pretty certain in saying that I haven't um, purchased any stocks in the past week. So I can confirm that. But for uh, my stock price this week, um, it's currently $31 in the green, so I have $6,906, um, so that gives me plus 31. Um, it's a pity I wasn't doing this podcast yesterday because I was at 1.180, I want to say, yesterday in the green. So it's went down a bit today. I might have a bit of a gander and see what's been unperforming and see if it might be underperforming, but still a stock I might want to jump more into. Um, The only stock I have that I'm kind of like, I feel like I might've bought in too high and then I'm kind of feeling like, will it go down or will it go up? Or maybe I should buy in a bit lower. And then if it goes up, if I can kind of break even on it. But the only one is like Peloton is the only one that I'm kind of iffy on. Everything else is pretty solid. Um, everything else has been doing quite nicely for me. I did get some dividend payments, actually. Uh, actually, um, This uh, week I got Reality Income. I have six shares with them. Um, the stock is that I have is currently valued at $381, and uh, the amount is hundred dollars so, the dividend I got was $1.20. So, Jesse. Okay. And unpause. All right. I had to literally pause there for a second, guys. Sorry, but um, the, my dog, Jesse, has joined me. Jesse, hello. Would you like to say hello to the people? Jesse, speak. One more time. Jesse, speak. Man, it's like he knows. All right. Let me just grab him. All right, Jesse there boy oh he's a good boy, oh, he's a good boy. Okay. relax there and sit in the bed while i'm recording um yeah so i had to just let in my dog he was kind of barking at the door but um so um recent transactions like i was saying i got one dollar 20 cents as a dividend payment for my shares with uh uh reality income microsoft this one's weird because I had two payments from Microsoft for dividends. And then now I've got only one showing up. And it was like one of them was over a dollar. <laughs> okay, this doesn't sound like a lot of money, but dividends are dividends, man. Um, but okay, so since the 10th of March today, I've gotten about $3 in dividends. Uh, so Johnson Johnson paid me 86 uh, cents. Microsoft paid me ninety five cents and, uh, rally income paid me one dollar and twenty. Um, which is weird because rally income is not as high as the others, but it gave me no. So not the dividend isn't as high, but like the amount I have invested in them is lower than Microsoft and, well, Johnson Johnson is actually pretty high. I only have one share in Johnson. Holy crap, Johnson Johnson actually gave me a lot of a dividend. If I took the money I put in Microsoft and Johnson Johnson, which is about, let's say, three times as much, I would get $3. Huh. But that doesn't mean I want to get out of Microsoft. I think Microsoft is a good company. But uh, I did hear that Johnson Johnson was a strong dividend amount. Um, And it is true a bit lower than normal so i might jump on that i might buy a share i'm gonna get literally got one share in it it's a pricey share it's like 161 dollars for one share but uh yeah i might buy more of that my next dividend i'm looking forward to seeing from coca-cola because it's been a while and i bought more i'd be kind of curious what 17 shares in coca-cola would offer now as a dividend um but yeah so my stock portfolio guys actually i'll check last week's uh, performance uh as well Uh, Let me see, where can I go here quickly to find it? Bear with me for one second. So, episode two, because I remember writing it down because it was pretty low. Uh, Actually, no, it wasn't that low. It was lower, I think, again, like the day before, but I was down a negative 50 last week, but I had seen it down negative 300 at one point. So, it has rallied quite nicely in the past week came back like from one point like i said down as low as 300 dollars to being up 31 but then also yesterday being up about 180 so it's been fluctuating but i think doing okay i kind of wish i did buy in when it was a bit lower but i kind of hit my limit with buying i don't want to like invest too much and i'm trying to like keep a bit of money stowed away in my main account in case anything went wrong and I needed to jump on it very very quickly like with the Revolut stocks um, you can sell them like all at once which is great but you do have to wait the period of I think I want to say three business days before you'll see them in your main account Um, but I, I of course I'm not expecting anything crazy to happen thankfully I don't think that would be you know anything's going to happen but it's just uh, to be safe. So, I have all I've got money in my main account that I could use to buy stocks, but obviously, I want to keep that there just in case. So, yeah, stock portfolio, guys, is up this week, which is nice. It's up 0.46%. Uh, percent. Um, so, coming off last week, it's doing better. Um, one thing I want so, if I was to suggest anything about the stock app to Revolut, if you're listening, I would really, really love. The ability to even search in my transactions for shares because in my main account if i want to go to my like uh, my just my normal bank account with revolute in there there's a search box and i can type in anything and when i was looking for my chargeback i was able to just type chargeback and it was able to show me anything that was uh, chargeback. It would be nice if I could go into my transactions for my stock uh, account and just type in dividend, and then I can see all the dividend payments I was getting. Cause like right now I can see the last three, which is great because I haven't bought anything. But like, uh, there was like a f- few weeks there where I was buying and selling like a madman. So if I wanted to see my like previous dividends, I had to kind of like search, but keep an eye out for a dividend payment that I received. Like, you know, it would be really cool. So I'm I I'm sure it will be. There at some point, I don't think I even need to say that to revolute that we should have it, but I'm just saying that's one of the things that, just thinking off the top of my head, I would really like the ability just to be able to search, um, like there is actually, huh wait a second, maybe I'm, um, no, I don't think it's working. Or maybe it's just acting slow. Let me disconnect from the Wi-Fi for just a second. I do notice that there is a search bar at the very, very top. But I don't think it's going to search for dividends. But let's have a look. So div. Dead. Um, no, no, it's not. It's showing Jesse's transactions. Weird. Anywho. Revolute, that's my request. That would be great. I probably have more, but that's the one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, So, guys, uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. And it's actually been quite nice to look at the uh, podcast episode listens and downloads. Because um, we've actually had a few, um, which is quite surprising to me as well. I know. Uh, so, if people are interested in finding ways to listen or reach out, here is where we're at. The best thing to do is head over to, um, hmm. I mean, we're on all social media platforms, but it'd be be just great if you just went to anchor.fm slash Revolut podcast. And there you will find all the links to social medias. um, And then you'll also find all the links to where you can listen to the podcast. And you can choose the one that you most prefer. And then you can follow me on the social medias. We're on Facebook. Pretty much search Revolute Podcast. You'll find us. We're on Instagram. Search Revolute Podcast. You'll find us. Um, search uh, Twitter Revolute Podcast. We're literally at Revolut Podcast and everything, which is awesome. We're the only ones crazy enough that decided, hey, let's do a podcast. Um, it'll be fun. Um, and it's actually been pretty fun. I was very, very hesitant coming on to episode one episode two was very much like ah i like i'm sucking at this but then yesterday deciding i'm going to spend the evening preparing and doing the kind of recording of the podcast and me repairing definitely helped me figure out a lot of ways i can kind of make this a bit better it's not there yet i know i'm still all over the place i'm still confused when i'm starting off like wait how do i talk about this how do i talk about that it's just hard when there's just one person talking of course but I appreciate everyone less, uh, listening. I appreciate everyone that follows and subscribes. And if you're on a podcast app that you can rate the podcast, give it a rating. If there's friends of yours um, that are interested in Revolut um, and like podcasts, share the name there. Um, the only, The only affiliate thing I have going right now is I do have an affiliate link, which I shared on the social media accounts. Sound like I'm being a sellout right now, but it's literally just the sharing link for signing up for Revolut. So if anyone knows someone, I don't know why you wouldn't get people that you know to sign up so you can make them the cash. But if you can't, let's say yeah, let's say if you don't have the feature, um, maybe you can share that with someone that you know hasn't got it and wants to sign up and stuff like that. It's there. I I feel dirty promoting that, but um, I have to figure out ways to um, you know I'd like this to be something that can kind of justify me doing it you know like it does take time um, I forgot how annoying it is to edit podcasts after listening to them um, if it was literally just a click record click stop click publish done great but um, I forgot how annoying it can be to edit um, I shouldn't say annoying it's just kind of like uh, it's time i wish i used doing something else <laughs> that's how i would describe it um so yeah all right guys thank you very much have a great one happy saint patrick's day happy mother's day to all the mothers out there that had a wonderful mother's day um we will see you next week where i will update on the news update on my stock portfolio if anyone has any questions or anything like that like i said reach me out at any social media uh, links for we have all of them pretty much the important ones except tiktok because i am still never downloaded it and i don't know if it's worth it and it scares me um so yeah bye guys have a good one